What is it you want? Real estate. It's the Red Hot Real Estate Show, where we can all find out how's it going for buyers and sellers in the real estate market. I have died and gone to real estate heaven. Looking to move? Hoping to sell? Call in with your questions to real estate expert Mimi Shoneman with Remax Results. I'm going to go out and buy a house. Here she is, your host, Mimi Shoneman. Yes, she is here, your host of the Red Hot Real Estate Show. And from Remax Results, Ms. Mimi Shoneman. Hello, Mimi. Good morning. I am so excited that you're here. This is going to be fun because, you know, we talk about all kinds of stuff here on the Red Hot Real Estate Show, but we get to actually talk about like some of the fun stuff because I think it, because uh, we're going to talk about some design trends which I think really leans into some things that you've been saying over the last few weeks that right now you waiting for air quotes perfection is really not in your best interest. So you might as well go, well, what would I do if I bought this property that may need some work or some uh, personal touches, but going, these are some really cool things that you can do to the house once you get it, if it has good bones. Well, you know, the interesting thing about design is that it goes out of style pretty fast. Mm. And that's, uh, I guess, on purpose. But um, so that's why when people go into homes, they have a hard time seeing past, and I'm going to put this in quotes, mm-hmm. da- dated, things yes. that are dated. Mm-hmm. And I think that you're going to see about every five to seven years that something that was once fresh is now looking kind of mm, not so fresh. Right. And so uh, we're going to be going through and we're doing the best that we can. And Miss Shannon <laughs> is so flowery and, and uh, uh, descriptive. So. Uh, we're going to be doing our best to bring television into radio. And we're covering the 2022 home remodeling trends from the ProSource Wholesale Company. That's the lookbook that we're going to be going through if you want to follow along. And there are a few patterns and some things out there that we will go ahead and describe for you. I do think it's interesting as we are going through this whole book, and I looked through it quickly when you sent it to me before, is that there are a few patterns that are back in. And I know for a while it seemed like we are mostly staying with solids and there still are a great number of solids that are involved in here but there are some 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 patterns not full on paisleys and stuff like this but there's some patterns in here that I think that's lovely kind of not kind of going with uh, a world look a mm-hmm. globe more global kind of yes. thing mm-hmm. and uh just just really interesting things. And so uh, once we finish talking about that, we have a special guest. Yes. Would you like to talk about that a little bit? Yes. You know, so since Mimi, you and I are both very involved here in our Twin Cities community, and there's a lot of things that are going on, especially right now. It is uh, it is a good time to support some of our favorite organization here in the Twin Cities. So coming up in the next break, we're going to talk to uh, a good friend of ours from the Boys and Girls Club of the Twin Cities. And they're going to talk about what they have going on right now, especially with everything that's going on in people just trying to figure out how to occupy their children appropriately after we had all of the turmoil over the last couple of years. The Boys and Girls Club of the Twin Cities have a lot of great programs out there, so we're going to hear about their mission and also about a fundraising event they come up that uh, coming up next month that I'm going to be hosting for them. Yeah, sounds mm-hmm. like a lot of fun, and, yes. and I have a lot of experience with the Boys, uh, the boys and Girls Club. Yes. Uh, not in Minnesota, right. but uh, in another state. Right. And so, um, yeah, very, very involved with them. Mm-hmm. And we're also, if we even have any more time, <laughs> right? Uh, we're going to be talking about millennial home ownership. Oh, okay. And so, we there's a lot of things. Millennials have two distinct age brackets, mm-hmm. and so we're going to be talking about them. And that brings up a good segue 
if you know a millennial or if you are a millennial, we have a beautiful home buying guide that's absolutely free. All you have to do is request it. So you can do that a couple of different ways. You can call our beautiful uh our beautiful producer, yes. Miss Sonny, and let her know that you would like one. And all we need is your information. Mm-hmm. Or you can text millennial to 651-578-2218. I'm going to grab those for my two younger sisters because it is a different, you know, like I, I got in and it's still different for what I'm advising them even two years you know, down the road. Right. Yeah. And so like our world and our economics during each decade is very, very different with what's going on in the world mm-hmm. affects uh, everything. It affects how you see things. It affects how you think. It yes. affects what you can afford. It affects uh, finances, all of those things different for every different bracket. Right. And it, I think it changes every single decade, if not even a little bit more often. Right. Um, so uh, with that said, don't forget to request those guides both mm-hmm. good for yourself or good for a friend um, and you also have your spring guides available still just for general buyers and sellers out there as well buying and selling guides for both home buyers and home sellers so mm-hmm. uh, be sure and uh, you know let us know if you would like either one of those same thing text those guides and then we'll get that that information out to you so we're not really seeing much different okay. in the market as far as uh, the inventory. Inventory. Okay. We're still sitting at 0.8 months of inventory, uh, and so we're going to talk a little bit about that a little later in the show. Uh, how some of the things that we're seeing out in the market, how that's affecting what's happening. Interest rates are probably ticking up a little bit more. They're somewhere between four and a quarter, and maybe four and three quarters. Right. Had, headed towards five. Um, and so it is creating a little bit of a frenzy for people trying to get a- ahead of that. Right. Um, our home prices, our median sales price is 340000 still. That is uh, predicted, obviously, to continue ticking upwards. And so we're all just trying to do the best that we can and find a great home for those that are looking for it. And for our sellers out there, we understand the fear that there is about trading a home that you have that's working for you currently. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not perfect. Right. But for, you're getting by with it for you're, something yeah. that you prefer even better. And so for those folks that already are homeowners, you've got equity in your house almost for sure. Right. Um, equity has increased dramatically over the last several years. I just got my new tax statement, you know, just came in the mail day before yesterday. And it's, uh, you know, for me closing in 2020, it's already gone up. And so there's so much movement right now as far as the pricing of what your home is worth. Yes. And our government needs money. Yeah. So, you know, raising the property values is an easy way to get it. Yeah. Because then my Uh, taxes went up. mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep. So if you don't think your house is worth what the government says your house is worth, I would suggest that we talk about challenging that right. at a different time, yes. but not today. I'm uh, looking at it like, all right, you know, the you know, I, it's a it's a blessing. It's like I have to like frame my brain around the. It's, it's, a, blessing. it's a blessing to be able to pay home uh, yes. pr- uh, property taxes. I love your attitude about that, but it's a blessing if you sell, not Fair a blessing enough. if you're still staying there. Very true. Very okay. true. Okay, so we're gonna get flowery here, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. and me. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to talk about colors and patterns. Yes. Uh, so we're doing the best that we can. And okay. so where gonna, would you like to start? Which one do you want to talk about first? All right. Okay. So it says that we've seen home design trends shift. Mm-hmm. 
And when the outlook is gloomy, homeowners lean conservatively. Yes. And we saw and are still seeing quite a bit of gray. Yes. And brown tones. But when things are looking optimistic, then things tend to get brighter in colors and patterns. And it can also change uh, just the way people look at that. And so the colors can be pessimistic or optimistic. Right. All right. So let's just try and describe... This room. This is my favorite thing about this particular uh, description is they're talking about we uh, there's going to be an emphasis on colors that are taken from nature. Yep. And so I do see a lot of these very, you know, this, this these browns and grays that are blended together. But it's in a way that if you were looking at a tree or a natural wood type pattern, that they wouldn't be all completely the same texture or same tone. It'd be kind of a difference in between those things. And that's the kind of texture I see when I look at this particular one. They actually are calling it like an Atwood right. kind of thing. And I, and I appreciate that. And this one I like. I do like the freshness of it. Um, I think it does have since it's a very light gray that is then it has a a darker gray hue worked into the light gray i think that's why i like it where if it was the opposite and it was mostly dark gray with some speckles of light gray i would like it less because it would be a lot more dark and cloudy looking to me so you and i are looking at the same thing and you see gray i see gray what do you see you see tan? Okay. Okay. We so, can do tan. All right. So we're looking at cabinets mm-hmm. in a living room. Yes. And so what we're seeing is kind of a mottled look. Mm-hmm. Maybe it actually is a mixture of gray and tan because you can see different swirls in the in the panels. Right. And we're seeing the clean. Actually, we're seeing a little bit of a gold tone mm-hmm. in the hardware. And then as an accent wall in the back. And you can help me describe this, but it it's geometric. Yes. And we're seeing like, uh, what's that little game that you do? You, you let the thing go around. It makes a little... I was looking at it like if you were going to have some blocks that were kind of like a Tetris blocks, but they had some different uh, spirograph type like patterns in them. That's what I see with this one in this blue, which I really like. Yep. The like, blue. Like a spirograph. And so some yes. of it... Is has got shapes in it in all different shapes, mm-hmm. and then we are also seeing stripes, mm-hmm. and that's just one panel on an uh, accent wall. I have some similar contact paper like this in my kitchen, except mine has what they considered at the time a more Moroccan flair, so it has a lot of bright colors. But I did look at something like this, and I like the movement that it brings to this room because it's not the primary thing. This one is actually in this room just set up as an accent. So I do think that you're like, I have this one spot of the room that really has a lot of movement that's involved with it. So okay, yeah. So now, would you like to talk about, this is the one that I had a less, I, I like that there's so much cabinetry and the use of all of these modular fixtures because we know that a lot of homes are smaller than you would like so you need to figure out how am I going to work in storage but you know that's functional but also looks good well so here is the thing Mm -hmm. when the first thing that you well not the first thing but (laughs) you hear it often enough when you're in a home that is and I'm putting quotes Mm -hmm. dated yes so if you happen to have the golden oak that was so predominant in the 90s yes People are very afraid to paint wood. Mm-hmm. They're less afraid than they used to be. Right. But um, painted wood is amazing. Right. And especially if you're just sick and tired of what you have, it really gives it a fresh look. Mm-hmm. And so what we're what they're saying is that in the new year, there will be an emphasis on colors that's taken from nature. Yes. And for, for more freshness, like earth tones, warm neutrals, and 
just things that have a sense of calm about it. Yes. And so what we're looking at is a kitchen that's got a beautiful green color and it's got the glass shelving where you can see through mm-hmm. and it's got some pendant lights and round brownish hardware. Right. And what looks like just to be a wood countertop with a farm sink. Yes. And it, they're calling that Diamond Tristan. Mm-hmm. And I love it. I love green. That's one of my favorite colors. I so. like the feeling of nature. Green is not my favorite color. So that's why I'm like a little like I love the hardware. I love the way that it works with the wood in this one. If it was maybe a slightly lighter green, I might like it better. I think that that's part of it is that it's got a lot of those Again, back to what we said, those gray and tan tones, like, it's really a little, it's not all the way to like an olive, by no means anyone out there. It's, it's a much brighter green than that. But I would say if you're looking at a color wheel, mm-hmm. that this particular green has hues of brown in it, mm-hmm. and maybe maybe even leaning a little bit towards the aqua color. Very, um, yeah. So I love it, and I think that this particular color looks great with a traditional wood. Agreed. Um, if you had a, a really nice oak floor from an original uh, home or your if your trim is still that oak mm-hmm. color, this would be beautiful for you. Perfect. Well, we are going to go to break when we come. Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071. I'm Shannon here with our good friend Mimi Shoneman from the Red Hot Real Estate Group and Remax Results. I want to remind you that if you are looking to get into the market, this is the perfect time for you to do it. Like, just get a good guide like Mimi, though. Well, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And these guides are actually very informational um, and they're timely. Yes. And so uh, they're complimentary to all of our listeners. All you have to do is text which guide you wish for to 651-578-2218. And we also have a millennial guide. Um, that specifically speaks to them because they are the number one buyers currently. Right. And they're also the number one reason why we're there's so many people looking for homes. There's a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can text millennial to six, five, one, five, seven, eight, two, two, one, eight or buyer or seller guide, whichever you're looking for. We always like to remind everybody, too, that we are very involved with lots of things here in the Twin Cities. Quite often, Mimi, you and I talk about different charity events and different things that you're working on or partnerships that you have. And so thank you very much for letting our next guest come onto the show. Uh, a staple here in the Twin Cities, uh, talking to us today about what's going on at the Boys and Girls Club of the Twin Cities, Mr. Tim Schober. Hello, Tim. How's it going over there? I'm doing very well. Thank you very much for having me on this morning. Yeah, so you are the Senior Director of Corporate and Public Relations. So how are you going to help our My Talkers relate to what's going on with the Boys and Girls of the Club of the Twin Cities? Because you have been, like a number of the community organizations here, incredibly busy and had to do a giant pivot when things changed for families uh, and how they interacted with the Boys and Girls Club, correct? We have. It, it's been a very difficult year for a couple of years for, for everyone here and, and especially our young people here in, in Minneapolis, St. Paul, and Richfield. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have 10 locations a- across the Twin Cities uh, that, with young people we serve. Uh, so we, we serve thousands of young people each year, about 700 kids each day uh, at one of our locations. And, uh, you know, the challenges of, of, of COVID, uh, social unrest, uh, school closures, uh, has really presented a lot of challenges for our young people, and, and we wanted to, to step into that, that realm and uh, make sure we're addressing their basic needs, their educational needs, uh, and their mental health needs through through these times. So uh, we've been doing a lot of, of ac- academic support with our young people uh, while schools were shut down and while we were going through distance learning. 
We opened up our sites so young people could come into our clubs, access Internet. They could get the devices they need if they maybe didn't have computers and laptops at home. Uh, we had staff providing support in those educational pieces, making sure young people were getting to their classes on time, that they were receiving some of the, the hands-on, one-on-one support uh, that, unfortunately, teachers weren't able to do during distance learning. Uh, as kids have been getting back into school, we've been able to, to open up all of our traditional programming again. Uh, we have very extensive literacy programming, numeracy programming. Uh, we do a lot of STEM work with some of our older kids. Uh, and then we also look at some of their basic needs. So uh, when it comes to their mental well-being, to their physical well-being, uh, we make sure that we're providing meals for them when they're at our clubs. Uh, we're making sure that we are providing the staff support uh, so young people know that they have a sympathetic ear they can they can turn to uh, and they can discuss these challenges that they've been facing over the last couple of years. Right. Uh, you know, there was a lot with the pandemic and, and a lot with, with the social unrest, uh, but even this teacher strike put a lot of burden on our young people over the last three weeks, you know. So it's great to see that that looks like it's being resolved, uh, but we stepped up and we opened our doors and, and, and we were bringing kids in during those times. Uh, and it was something that our families really responded to when they let us know that they do really appreciate the support uh, that we're able to provide them during these times. And, Tim, we're going to discuss this particular event that's coming up on April 22nd. But how else can people in the community, if they want to support the Bur- Boys and Girls Club of the Twin Cities, are you looking for volunteers? Are you looking for fundraising efforts? How, you know, do you need drives? What else can they do to support your organization? Absolutely. It's all of the above. You know, we are looking for, for volunteers. Uh, we're getting to the point now where we're able to, to really fully open our doors uh, to all of the young people and to all of our more traditional volunteers that used to come to the clubs. Uh, but if you're looking to get into the club and, and build connections with our young people, we need help when it comes to a lot of our educational programming. So we need homework help. Uh, we need folks that can come in and read with some of our younger members. Uh, we need folks that can come in and work with some of our teens on some of those workforce development uh, pieces that, that they need, right? If, if you want to come in and help and work on resumes, if you want to do some mock interviews with some of our teens, if you just want to tell your story, what we love to do with our, our teens uh, is to expose them to a, the host of opportunities uh, that exist for them after they graduate. So we want to make sure that they're exposed uh, to these different career tracks, and the best way to do that is to meet the people that are in those positions. So share your story. Uh, if your company is interested in hosting the career day, we'd love to do that. Uh, and we do have a whole host of financial needs. It's uh, it, it, it's a lot of young people that we're serving. We're at 10 different locations. Uh, so there, there is a, a, a budget that we need to meet each year. And if you can donate individually, that's fantastic. Uh, if you can host a, a, a drive for our young people, if you can uh, you know, do gifts during the holidays, if you can do education supplies in the fall, uh, all of that helps us uh, in our end goal, making sure that we're providing the resources uh, for these tremendous young people that, that just uh, need that chance to, to become the successes that, that they are within themselves. And speaking of that, that's the other reason I thought of you first, Mimi, when I was uh, uh, brought into this organization, is that so much of what they do is providing that that mentorship, as, as Tim said, and providing an opportunity. And so much of your story is something that I could totally understand why the kids that are participating in different things at the Boys and Girls Club of the Twin Cities, just seeing, well, how did you get where you are, Mimi, and how do I follow along and see all that? Well, I do think that there is a lack of... Uh, of awareness of what possibilities for careers are out in the world. Absolutely. Um, and I guess the the vastness of just how many different options that there are uh, makes it important for people to be able to say, oh, well, I'd never thought that I could do this, that, or the other thing. Right. Um, so, Tim, tell us a little bit about your, your fundraiser 
and where people go to get information about that. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we're hosting uh, our largest annual fundraiser called For the Kids uh, on April 22nd at the Depot in downtown Minneapolis. Uh, it really is, a, is just a fantastic way for us to showcase uh, all the amazing young people that we get to work with each year, uh, the accomplishments that they've been able to, to really shine through uh, over the last year. Uh, and then it's also a, a way for us to, to set forth uh, the challenge to our community to say, hey, uh, these young people are ready to succeed. They're, they're ready to, to take a jump. Uh, we just need you to, to, to put your support behind them. Right. Uh, so at the event, we're going to have uh, live and silent auctions. Uh, but really excitingly this year, uh, we have our young people competing in a, uh, in a shark tank, uh, type event. So, uh, at seven of our locations right now, uh, we have teams of, or teams of, of young teams that are working on business plans, uh, that are developing, uh, ideas to, to really create their own small businesses or to create their own, uh, organizations that, that can drive social change. Uh, here in the Twin Cities. Tim, thank you so much for joining us and telling everybody about the For the Kids event. It's going to be on April 22nd at the Depot. You can get your tickets and details by going to boysandgirlsclub.org. That's boysandgirlsclub.org. Thanks, Tim. I'm sure we'll check in with you again very soon. Yes, thank you very much. Appreciate the time. I appreciate it. So, so welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071, also available on MyTalk1071.com. We cover things kind of quick sometimes, so if you need to listen back to us, you can always get the podcast and just listen to it at your leisure. Uh, Mimi, we were also thinking about not only can people uh, contact us to go ahead and get the guides that you have right now, especially the buyers and sellers guides and the millennials guides, but they can also, we can send them a link to this design thing if you're like 100 we're like i need to see it we need to we, see it mm-hmm. we understand right um, so we're going off of the 2022 home remodeling trends lookbook from pro source wholesale um and those places are like oh my goodness mm-hmm. i love that kind of stuff i love being around fabrics and textures and different kind of flooring mm-hmm. and oh and i'm i'm sure you you do too yes um so that's where what we're talking about is coming from and so um, we're now going to talk a little bit about a, just a gorgeous bathroom. I just started the process of doing some bathroom remodeling in my property and the rental property. And I wish that I had looked at this before because it would have made me feel a little more like I made a decision. Mm. I'm very comfortable with my decision, okay. but I could have been a little bolder. It looks like according to this. Uh, well, so this particular tile in the this three-quarter bath shower area is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And so the thing that I see when I look at it is a, a seafoam mm-hmm. type of green. And do we call those subway tiles? Is yes. that what we're calling? Yes. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing about the tiles is that they go past the shower, yes. the stand-up shower. and Down it, around the wall towards the, the, the window. Exactly. I love it. And it's gorgeous. And so uh, it just kind of has that pop of color where the rest of the room is somewhat neutral, but in different ways. And so the vanity is like a, a almost a banana mm-hmm. yellow. Um, butter cream yellow would yes. be better. And behind that is the little hexagon glass tile uh, backsplash. That is one that I think, again, it, it that I will count as nearly timeless. I feel like that trend comes up very often for bathrooms and kitchens, where you can, like, when in doubt, people default back to that. Well, so, you know, you know how you go into, like, a 50s-style home? Yes. And luckily, they haven't <laughs> taken off the colored tile on the walls, 
And, you know, it's just like, it's like, oh, yes, that's so exciting. Right. And to be able to have a pop of color like that as an accent in a bathroom, it makes such a statement. I looked at, because blue is my favorite color, when I, the bathroom remodel that I'm doing, I did consider the blue and then I talked myself out of it and went to a more traditional, like, you'll, it's still a be good. It's that faux marbly looking thing that I, but a very light version of it, similar to something that we talked about earlier. It's still, I just feel like it was a safer bet. And now I know, oh, wait, I would have been on trend to be a little bolder. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so then we've got the luxury vinyl uh, flooring on there. That's uh, kind of, if you've been out in the flooring stores, you can see that you're seeing a lot of this in the parade models right now, where it's a little bit tan, but mm-hmm. also still a little bit streaky gray. I have a slightly lighter version of this in my downstairs bathroom. I love the concept of having this instead of that normal vinyl flooring that you have that doesn't kind of have that that wood tone to it. Yeah, I like the faux wood tone of it in this bathroom in the picture and also in my house. I liked it. So and, I'm like, cool. We, we'd love it if you guys want to call and talk to us about your design questions yes. and, and your des- things you're seeing that you like or things that you have dilemmas in your own house. Because a lot of times we used to go, don't do that. Everybody will hate it. <laughs> you know, kind of thing. And now we're like, you know, you can push a little bit more. Well, it feels I, like. I think it feels nice to be able to get away from something that's kind of cold. Yes. And add a little bit of, of warmth to it. But they're calling this the Florco Cordoba. Okay. And so now we're going to move to a living room and a foyer. Mm-hmm. And so this particular living room has an accent wall. And if anybody who's been to Greece or seen pictures of Greece, this is a Santorini blue. It's a beautiful blue. It is gorgeous and vibrant. Yes. And they have just all sorts of odd shapes of, of paintings mirror, uh, some uh, floral types of things back there. And then you've, you, interestingly enough, let's talk about the throw pillows on top of the, the it's kind of a cream color, yes. color sofa. So instead of having, I think before what we do is you'd have a more neutral tone on your wall and then your furniture and your accents would be the loud screaming personality for pieces in the room. And this seems to be the opposite. Well, it's just not matchy. And, you know, that's not unusual, but it's it's it's, it's complimentary. It's not the so. same, though. Yeah. It's almost as if they took uh, pieces of color from the paintings on the wall and then put that on the sofa. The sofa just kind of blends into the room mm-hmm. and is also very similar to the carpet that yes. they have. The carpet is uh, also just a, not a true gray, but like a creamy gray. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cream with just an element of gray. Right. And, okay, so your dilemma in your particular living room, you've just said, is that you have a very large table. Yes. And so my coffee table, it's very, we use it. It's very, you know, it's something that we need. It's functional. It's functional. That's the word I was looking for. Thank you very much. It's very functional, but I know that it's too large for the room. And so this one has two smaller, uh, yeah, we, they could be, you can, that you can move them and reposition them as end tables if you wanted to. You could use them as they are basically as a, uh, as a more like a coffee table positioning that they're in now. So I like the versatility of that. It's just that it wouldn't be functional for my home in the way that we use. Our living room. Okay. And so but it looks great. I do think that they are traditional end tables. And the interesting thing about them, they don't appear to be the same. 
Do, do they appear no, to be the same? No, one looks a little taller, yeah. you know, and like they look a little different. And I like that, you know, what they're also doing is that, you know, I like the use of accent trays where it's like, this is where all your books and the things that would sit on the table are. You put them in this tray so you can move them. You can put them here. You can right. use the tray differently. That could, part I love as well. Yeah, I like this this look and I like that pop of Santorini I'm also, Blue. I'm also looking at these going, those two end tables are not of a... Uh, uh, they are not qu- of the quality that is appropriate for me with a 14-year-old boy up in my house. <laughs> okay. What are you thinking <laughs> look, that you're going to get fragile. Oh, yeah. They would get broken. <laughs> okay. he, would, he would sit on one, and it would be splinters in my house. Like, I could not have well, that. Well, that it wouldn't just, be good. No, no. No, 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 no. And so they're calling this the Maslin slash Jag. It is beautiful. If I was adulting on my own. That would be something I was like, oh, you'd come over. And that's what Miss Shannon's house, who was not mom, Miss Shannon had. Yes. Mom, Miss Shannon can't do that. Okay. So <laughs> but, yeah. this next slide is, I love this color. Love it. Are we calling this a foyer? Is that where we it, are in the house? Well, I thought it was a foyer, but I think it's a bathroom. Mm. Um, yes. So yes. it has like a a silvery grayish blue it, it it's mar- kind of marbled. It's almost like it was that, you know, that rag texture thing, mm-hmm. but more refined than that. Because they're calling it splash. And I think that's very appropriate because it does give me that feeling of looking at a pond and the light hitting off of the pond, like what it would look like as the water rippled. So that's the other reason why I think for a bathroom. It's absolutely lovely because it has that new, very modern sink, you know, with the one handle. So it does, you know, the fact that th- this looks like if you were in a posh, very clever um, hotel. Yes, it like does. Like a boutique hotel. You'd go, oh, look what they did with the bathroom in here. I love it. But look how it. that they've got the light. They've mm-hmm. got these these almost Hershey Kiss-like pendant lights, but off to the side, mm-hmm. not centered. And they have a rectangular mirror uh, with a frame that's kind of a pewter color and a white, uh, very very sleek and contemporary sink and this is a bathroom that you wash your face and your hands and this is not it's the way the lighting is this is this, not where you put your makeup on. this is honey, like it's not for that. this is honey <laughs> don't use the towels yes it's, it's very spa like it's yes. very spa like yes. no those are to be looked at and not used. those are not those towels that's right you wipe on wipe your hands on those towels <laughs> over there that's what you, you are right yeah you, you have the special decorative towels that just like yes i aspire to that Man. i aspire to one day have towels that's that are not the, to be used as towels but seriously isn't that the worst you got like company and you got the pretty towels and then you go in there like what who, who did this <laughs> <laughs> my you, friends are heathens you are not coming back is who you are can't you tell I, that those towels are not actually for drying right? anything yes <laughs> you were raised by wolves oh, so yeah. <laughs> i love it though i love but it but it's gorgeous and mm-hmm. they're calling this the emser splash yes okay. and splash seems very appropriate so we've got about three minutes before we have to go to break so <laughs> do we want to start talking about this next bathroom i i'm sorry this next kitchen idea Sure. Okay. Yeah. What's your impression of it? You know, I really enjoy the countertops. I like that. You know, to me, it's that again, that granite, that faux granite one. Which one are you looking at? I don't know. Which one? No, are you the looking one at? I'm looking at is one that uh, is called uh, Resista Plus H2O. Okay. Got it. Yeah. So maybe go up one. But because this one, again, we're looking at a, a, um, a, a kitchen here where they're going with the white 
cabinetry, which I know is very popular. But then what they've done as well is I like this faux rustic and industrial uh, trend that's out right now. So the shelves, instead of being traditional shelves, they are these shelves that instead seem to be, I believe, made with if you had some industrial pipes and and, and some metal um, pipes that were then had like some thicker wood two by fours that were creating the shelves. So it's that very open shelving that yes. looks like to me. So I, in my head, this is a kitchen, but then now that I'm looking at over to the side, maybe this is a fancy, fancy laundry room. No, it's a kitchen. Because, well, no, if you look over in the corner, there's a washer dryer. That's a different one. Uh, well, no, 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 look at oh, that. See, it's yes. another thing. Okay. This is the most bougie Laundry room, or if they're talking about something that's practical, if you had a smaller house again and you're like, well, I got to use every counter, my everything, every space, maybe that would work again. But I also like in this one, again, we're looking at that, um, that fancy vinyl flooring that has the wood texture to it, the one that I'm looking at. And so I'm a big fan of that. I like this lighter color um, even more than the one we looked at in the previous photo. What right. do you think about the lighter color of the wood? I love it. I love a white yeah. mm-hmm. white cabinet. Mm-hmm. And this looks like a brushed brushed nickel yes. type of hardware. Mm-hmm. And clean, straight lines. Mm-hmm. Um, not much fuss here. No. And then you've got the brushed nickel uh, single uh, uh, faucet. Right. Uh, with just a little bit of a gold accent in the back, you've got the clapboard that's painted like yes. a pewter color, mm-hmm. but yet, which I would normally think was a little dark for the room, but with the white, everything else being that white accent and that much lighter countertop, I think it works out very well. Right. And then you've got granite, which who puts granite in their laundry room? I love them. (laughs) I want to live with them. (laughs) Right. So, um, you know, with the pandemic and everything, Mm -hmm. you know, rooms and things had to have a little bit more durability. Agreed. Because you're in there a lot more. Right. And so uh, that's kind of the thing that people are looking for is good function good durability things that are going to stand the test of time i do like this is one of the things they're saying about this trend is that rooms which previously had minimal activity are now seeing frequent traffic so they are like yes so they are reimagining some of these rooms where you wouldn't normally go this is what my laundry room or my hair looks like and now you're like well i'm up in here a lot well you know it's kind of like if why does your laundry room have to be basic true you know true it's Mm -hmm. why shouldn't it be beautiful right i don't know right i think that People have just not been loving on their laundry rooms. Exactly. Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on MyTalk 1071. Also available on MyTalk1071.com. I'm Ms. Shannon here with Mimi Shoneman from the Red Hot Real Estate Group and Remax Results. Reminding you, you can text um, to 651-578-2218. That's 651-578-2218. So they can text Millennial. Millennial. Millennial, if they would like a copy of that brand new hot off the presses guide for millennial home buyers that you have available. I'm enjoying doing this with because you and I are friends and it's just interesting to see it's, what differences and what similarities we have. And I'm like, which one do you like? And you're like this one. I'm like, hmm. Well, you, don't think, you know what's like, interesting to me is the things that are green that you call uh, blue. <laughs> huh. Huh. Okay. Right. Yeah. We could talk about that because yeah. in my head, it's, uh, you know what it is? It's that, that, Turquoise slash sea, like seafoam. I'm all like, is it green or blue? Right. And in my head, I'm calling this one that is kind of like tealish turquoise or dark turquoise blue, and you're calling it green. 
Okay. Is that what we're talking about? Mm, I okay. Know. I don't know. We're, it don't matter. <laughs> no, we'll have to go by what the designers are calling it right. so people don't get confused. So the next but bathroom. This is, you know, but the thing that I do think is interesting about it is I think about it. You and I don't even live with each other. Ah! And now we're having this discussion. That's why this is so hard for couples. Right. Because you're like, every time you look at it, you're triggered because I see green. And you're like, no, it's this beautiful blue. Or like back and forth. That's hilarious. Okay, All which right. page do you want? All right, so we're going to be talking about what I consider a <laughs> lavender accent vanity. Okay. Um, and with darker purple, really royal. And so it is, it's not your floral. It's more gray lavender. Yes. With almost a silver accent uh, and with like a marble uh top on the vanity is beautiful i love this one as well i love this one as well and i would have just flat out called it gray so i'm glad you went in with lavender okay kind of thing because that you it does have the lavender tones to it i i see what you're saying and so we the we flooring see a is a little bit of an interesting though. flooring um not at all what i would think that you would put with it but it has a little bit of a red hue to it mm-hmm. and you can see just elements of gray and almost like an exposed brick in the yes. floor uh, so really, really pretty striped. And then they've painted the walls. Looks like exposed brick with a white. And they've got just a, a nice soaking tub in there. I really, really pretty. The, va- the, the quality of vinyl flooring has increased so much over the last five years. Like it has, you know, you can get some really beautiful, but quality textures that you don't have to go, but it's in my bathroom, right? You know, it's going to get wet and it's going to, it's like, no, it's the, the, because of the, the quality of the vinyl, not only is it like very pretty to look at, you're like, and I'm going to be able to mop it. And yes, I'm going to get out of the tub and it's going to be wet. And uh, that's fantastic. Yeah. And I actually know people who've actually covered over really not good shape, hardwood floors with the yeah. luxury vinyl tile. Mm-hmm. And that. That looked great, too. Mm-hmm. Now, um, we're not going to spend much time on this, but a makeshift office desk. Very interesting on some wooden uh, sawhorses and looks like uh, just a door right. that they put on there to makeshift for a home office. Reclaiming a lot of these things was very popular for a while. Like I went through a phase where I tried to make like one of those old giant cable spools a table for a while because I was feeling very shabby chic. Yeah. So I feel like this is the upscale version of that shabby chic feeling. Well, it so. just goes to show you, you don't have to spend a ton of money to make a room work for you. No. Um, so both of us have different uh, opinions, on this, opinions on, on this. Another beautiful laundry room. Again, you know, a wonderful laundry room. So Absolutely. Uh, you've got some very sleek stainless washer dryer with some wood cabinets on top of it painted brick and then the flooring is uh kind of like the race race style yes with the black and white vinyl uh, it looks like press on squares it's armstrong versus style and this so, is another one that i know is on those trends that is very popular that i just because it's popular doesn't mean i like it so right. i get why people do enjoy it i don't like the um the the looking at one of those those uh um Oh, my brain just stopped. Like when you're looking at like one of those hidden eye puzzle like feel oh, to sure. it, like the 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 illusion feel of like I get. Oh, it makes the room look longer. And this, I am not a big fan of that back and right that re- referee style black it's, and white stripe. It's thing. busy. Yes, it's really busy, and it and it does have a dizzying effect when you spend some time looking at mm-hmm. it. 
Um, you know, so here we're going to move to a bathroom. Yes. This is a very European looking tub. Mm-hmm. Um, it almost looks like a teacup. Yes. And then they've got the heated uh, towel rack on the wall with some very bamboo looking uh, flooring along with some tile. And so you've just got a lot of mixtures of colors and elements. Mm-hmm. Um so it does have a very sleek feel to it. Uh, it doesn't give me the warm, homey feel that I normally would yeah. like for a bathroom for my, my for me. Yes, but I do understand the aesthetic of this particular room. Okay, so one of the accents that uh, I particularly love, and this is just in the flooring. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's vinyl, if it's tile. It looks like it's tile, but this is the type of terracotta and teal with just a smidge of green it right. reminds me very much of italy fair enough yes and okay so mm-hmm. around that tile which is probably about four squares butted up together then they've got white almost uh porcelain looking tiles around that with uh another set of tile on the outside of that that's more uh tannish i think it's very interesting to have something that is so based on the visual from above when you were going to be not very often at this particular vantage point. Yes. So being able to see from that, I think that's an interesting, it's something I think you would normally do with a rug. Right. And go, instead of going, well, I'm going to make the flooring this. Uh, it's it's absolutely gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you, I think that people went away from some of these design things that are going to be permanent. Right. Like when you do flooring, you don't really expect to make that change very often. Agreed. Um, but this is something that is is very much you see in Italy with some of their tile work. It's just really, really pretty. Right. Um, so then we go to another bathroom. Yes. You want to describe the wall. Well, I love this wall because it is, again, back to a smaller version of what we did in our first break where we're talking about that patterned, uh, sporadic pattern, but also going from these are smaller squares. I think this definitely has a more Moroccan type feel to it because of the, the different color that are included in this palette. 100%. I love this feeling. I love this one. I love the use of the floor. And this goes back to the, I would call it, you know, gray and white, you know, a more, a more traditional kind of marble look to the flooring, which I like. I yes. think it's much more traditional. So I think it's beautiful. This of the bathrooms we've looked at is my favorite bathroom. Okay, why is that? Looked at. The colors? Um, the colors, um, the, the use of the type of wood that they have, like more of like that slatted shutter style on the cabinets. And I, I do really love that wall. You well, know, this one looks comfortable, but also warm to me. I enjoy this bathroom the most of all the bathrooms we've seen. So the, the interesting thing to me is this is just an accent wall. Mm-hmm. You've got white trim around white windows. You've got white painted brick. And yes. then you, the cabinetry, just like what you said, looks just like shutters on the outside of a house. Yes. With a bronze type of color. So you see a lot of elements. You've got the green plant. You've got the blue and green tile on the accent wall and then you've got the painted white brick but you still see the texture yes and then also the metal pieces that are on the hardware and also the faucet it looks like a very comfortable but warm feeling to it even though it has this incredibly um uh evocative accent wall there's lots going on with that wall don't get me wrong and they're calling this the james martin portland oh okay Uh, so you know that is a just a stunning room right now 
this living room. Yes. We've got some paneling, large scale paneling on the back of the wall. This is giving me Nouveau Brady Bunch. I'm not so much a fan of this one. What do you think of it? It's not me, but you know what? I do happen to love orange. Mm -hmm. Um, And I like the pops of color and the drapes. The drapes and the pillows are orange, but you've got that that brown paneling. (laughs) But then it has one random plant in this particular one, so I just get full on orange grove. They needed the plant because (laughs) it was was so much. tan and orange. It's like they literally pulled a tree and then just did the whole thing. So your whole thing gives you uh, Florida orange grove. So I get it. I get it. I, I wouldn't select it, but I understand it. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, the outside spaces, I know we're running close on time. Right. People are living outdoors more than, as much as they as can. As much as they can. Here in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And they're also decorating those spaces. We see a lot of rugs showing up on mm-hmm. your outdoor patios these days. Yes. Um, and so you, don't be afraid to design and, and decorate on that those scales There are as some well. new outdoor rugs that are like very much the, the technology that we used to have on like outdoor turfs. So they're made to be out there. They're very easy to clean. You can just spray them down. So Mimi, we're going to have to wrap up. So let's remind everybody about the guides and then how they can get in contact with you during the week. You can text us with any of your real estate questions to 651-578-2218. We've three guides that you can get millennials and buyer and seller guides. They're absolutely free. They're updated quarterly. Right. Be sure and check them out. Right. You can also get this episode and previous episodes by going to our website. It's mytalk1071.com keyword red hot.